Hello, you are tuning in to Uneducated Guests with Josiah. I'm your host, Josiah. I'm a senior in high school that has to do a project for a college class, but I didn't feel like looking anything up, so here I am. Today's project is, or today's topic, not really project, jeez, I'm all over the place. Today's topic is space, time, and death. I'm not sure if it'll be worded that in the title because I completely forgot what order they are in. But that's our topic for today because I thought it was a very broad yet interesting topic that I can go on for. Because, you know, they're all, I mean, not necessarily all, but a lot of them are up for debate, so it's not really a topic that can, I mean, you can research them, and you can find facts, but you can't really, it's a lot of conjecture. Like, basically, uh, let's, we should probably pick a topic. Let's start with time, because that seems like, you know, the building blocks to death and space. <laughs> well, I just thought those were three interesting things that are semi-related. So, time is like the, so we use time as a factor of how we uh, judge things, like how far things are. We'll use time, we'll use meters and stuff like that. But time is not necessarily an actual, it's a man-made construct. It's like time, you can't physically touch it or hold it and like have it. Time is just in, like, in a, it's, an imagina it's an imaginatory factor. Time doesn't necessarily exist, which is really interesting to think about because it's like, I think the originally like the solar calendars and stuff like that were all like mapped out and we actually got the standard 24 hour time clock we have now and like, no, wait, we've always had, so we got the time zones, that's right, because of trains and stuff like that, because trains... I don't remember. They always wanted to travel during, like, daylight or dark or something like that. But basically, we had to put in time zones so trains would be uh, getting to their destinations on point because something, some reason. I honestly have no idea. But I know it was, it was set in place by train conductors or, like, train places, stuff like that. But... Time dictates a lot of how we live our day-to-day -day lives, and it's really interesting because you can never escape time because it's always there, but it doesn't even exist. It's just like I'm judging this podcast by time. I'm at around three minutes right now. <laughs> just talked about nothing. Jeez. I don't know if anyone can listen to this or me. I'm kind of ridiculous. But time, the way it works is it'll like our bodies are subjected to time and that's why we age right but if so when you now i'm gonna get into space sort of because it's related to this but like when you're in space right they'll be gone for like seven day or seven years right on like some voyager it'll be like a hundred years here and it's just wild it's ridiculous how time can be changed so drastically and how it doesn't even adhere to the natural like laws of order and stuff like that because time isn't a natural order it's what we've 
named it and made it to be so we would have like so, sort of a natural order like why do we have laws of physics and laws like of natural order and stuff like that because we don't know if they apply everywhere like there is some uh, things in physics that can't be explained because they don't fit with the um, the laws of order and like they don't fit with physics which is just like we've judged it because that's what it is on our planet but like other planets in like space like billions of light years away could have sentient life and their physics could be completely different than ours but then how would we know that we wouldn't so it makes no sense to judge our physics as like the laws of like natural order and like the universal code because we think we're the only sentient, sentient beings but seeing as how space is so giant it's a mathematical impossibility that there isn't other sentient life that we are the one people in existence to just have sprouted from nothing have just sprouted from an asteroid of germs like the asteroid had to have come from somewhere to create all life and I honestly have no idea where it would have come from if not necessarily another place like yeah the Big Bang created all of this and started the chain of events that created all the planets and stuff like that good that's good and fun but how does how would that happen how does an explosion so great cause us to form planets and just form no nothing into everything we know and it makes no sense like so when like the big bang happened right what if there were like several other big bangs that got into different universes and everything's just an alternate timeline like there's several different timelines but we're just um we're just one section of it in each timeline there's slight changes slight changes there can be almost identical to ours but there's always a slight change like it's just really interesting to think about I forgot what theory that's called um, like I'm gonna look up theories too now apparently like string theory all those fun theories that I know nothing about but I can't remember what that one I just talked about was called uh, I wanna say now nah, I'll just look it up later on the second part of this but basically it's just mathematically impossible to think we're the only sentient life is, since our universe is so exponential and just ginormous and it's ridiculous and like there's also a lot of conjunct conjecture conjecture not conjuncture conjunct was it i'm mixing conjunction and conjecture for some reason because they both start with con <laughs> jeez i'm losing my mind but um with death you have a lot of different different views on death not really views on death as so the afterlife so you have several different religions several people denominations people that think you do certain different things in the afterlife I'm not sure what all of them are but think about it all like religion is basically similar monotheistic um, I can't remember what the other one is polytheistic or something like that probably it would make sense but like Greek gods and Roman gods and Egyptian gods are all super similar right they could all be mis well not necessarily mistaken but they could all be reworded as the same religion in a sense because 
you've got Hades, which is the Greek god of the underworld, right? And then you've got Anubis, which is the Egyptian god of, I want to say, death and afterlife or burial rites, maybe. I think that's right. But it's just weird that you've got so many different names for gods that are all essentially the same thing. Like Christianity, Catholicism, and, oh, geez, I can't remember what the name for the um, Muslim the religion is. Jeez, I feel awful now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But basically the people that read, like, the Quran and stuff, they're, they're, like, their god is Allah. Our god is, or the Christian god, Catholic god is the one true god. All, like, Christianity and Catholicism, Lutheran, they're all the same religion. They all worship the same God in different ways. Same with like Allah. Theirs is um, translated to, quote unquote, the one true God. They're all monotheistic. They all just worship their gods in different ways. Their religions are basically the same exact religion. They're basically the same. They just have slightly different ways of worshiping. And I've always been told, um, he who controls religion controls the world. And that's honestly how it is. Like with my uh, last episode, or no, two episodes ago, my bad, the Crusades. Think about it. These Catholic and Christian uh, leaders of the church caused entire genocides and wars and losses of knowledge and destruction all for the simple fact that they owned the religion. And I just think that's just an abomination. It's despicable. It's disgusting that people could just go around using people's hopes and faiths and beliefs to destroy everything anyone has held dear. And seeing that the fact is that so many religions and stuff like that all hate each other because, oh, they believe in something different than us. We're going to hate them. But they all believe in the same thing. Like, Christianity and Catholicism should be um, should be the, uh, the like, brotherly love. They, they're trying to spread brotherly love, right? But then they're going to say, if you don't believe what we believe, you're going to hell and you're all going to die. Every religion has their form of afterlife. But if you don't believe in our religion, you're going to die, and that's just, you're going to burn in whatever destructive afterlife we've thought up and imagined. And I just think it's ridiculous that all these religions teach brotherly love, and then they're going to throw away someone because of their skin color, because of um, what they eat, or because of who they love, and it's kind of, it's, it's really messed up. But um, when you when everyone uh, dies, they believe they'll either go to heaven or hell, or oh, they'll be with in Mount Olympus, or they'll be with Allah, or wherever you wherever you believe in. You can go to Savangard, uh, Valhalla. There's all these different denominations for the afterlife that is simply just paradise. And people don't understand that they're all fighting for the wrong reasons on religion. If they're all the same religion, like, I don't understand why we can't just 
basically put everything they believe together and just like yeah I get you can worship you can pray to your gods or whatever but to put people down for the wrong reasons to harm people in the the sense that you say you spread brotherly love and positivity and then you go around destroying and shaming other people away and hurting them and basically just saying oh you're different from us we're going to you're going to go to hell because you're an awful person all religion is basically just how you herd people and cheat people and control people's beliefs and how they proctor their lives and how they live throughout the ages and it's ridiculous on how much harm you can do to a certain people or a certain race or just anything because of religion but by the end of time religion won't matter because everything's going to fade dust as it began the humans aren't going to be on the earth for long we're not a species that's last there's always been mass extinctions we've seen this with the dinosaurs with ice ages with pangea collapsing we've seen this all over Hum humanity was not a species made to last no species was made to last we were made to evolve and adapt and change but the human race is over time corrupting everything that keeps us together like the wildlife the environment and we are bringing death and spreading it to everything we're polluting our rivers we are polluting our oceans we're polluting our lands we're killing our own kind we are destroying the lives we've all built to better ourselves we are causing unneeded wars when we should be spreading love and positivity instead we're we're spreading death and destruction and hellfires are going to wipe us all out because people don't understand that we as a race need to change we need to better ourselves we need to stop spreading all the hatred and destruction of our world but we have a hive mentality that our some of us are superior than others like uh, white males are the superior race or something like that or people are all against every white person or people are against them because they are brown or they are from a uh, Hispanic culture or they're from a uh, Middle Eastern culture that they're a bad person and that they are going to harm us in some way or so we should keep them away but I don't understand why we should spread so much hate. Like, yes, people are bad to their core. I believe this. Truly, I do. That people are... People do not change. People hide the facts and try to suppress what they have done and hide the destruction of their past. But people do not change in their ways. And you can see that. Unless we change as a culture... There's not going to be uh, humanity left. We're all going to die in the wars of our people that we don't even believe in anymore. We don't, we don't trust our governments. We don't trust our neighbors. 
we would rather hide and suspicious with cameras and locks on all our doors. And it's really messed up how you don't believe that the world will ever change because people are just going to keep destroying and destroying and they need to learn how to love themselves, love others, and stop spreading so much death. If people didn't care about money or they didn't have to hoard all their money or people didn't have to fight for money because they're afraid of the ne when the next meal they're going to eat is or where they're sleeping this night. That's another problem we have with this capitalistic fascist America is that we're we so simultaneously I probably said that word really wrong but we have obesity and we have uh, we all we have the most obese population yet we also have a large portion that is homeless and starving and we have a very large poverty line poverty line poverty line and it's really disgusting to see how we came as a species where we have monopolies still where like the cable companies are still taking over and not and, and they're just charging people ridiculous that's why like companies like that are failing because people don't have any money anymore the rich are just getting richer and the poor are overstantially getting poorer and the middle class is just shrinking at this point where so many people are below the poverty line in our society it's ridiculous how so much hate and negativity has spread in this in this world and that we will just let it happen because oh it doesn't matter anymore we're not going to be here but it does matter what matters is now so um, I saw uh, this quote that said um, the man who oh, I can't remember it now well it was basically the episode the uh, what's the epilogue now crap the summary of the quote was basically the people that do good and that are willing to protect the weak are the true superheroes. It was a Stanley quote I'm trying to quote, but I can't remember it right off the top of my head because I have the memory of a goldfish. But that really spoke to me. If you are willing to die for what you believe in, to fight for what you believe in, then why don't you die and fight for brotherly love, for protection of the weak or help the people that need help or you know like people they offer the time to like one day of the, the month they'll uh, go to a homeless shelter and help feed them or donate some of their old stuff like that's good and all but it's not the change it's not the help that we need we need drastic changes we need reform we need we need help to save our society from starvation yet obesity because some of us are hedonists and they won't stop and that's why we've got so many obese americans with health problems but yet we have starving people because people are so selfish and so deprimate deprimate depri i can't think of that word reprimanding or no that's not that means to get in trouble but people are just destroying each other because people would rather uh, stuff themselves and starve others rather than give that extra burger, extra whatever, to a homeless man on the street. 
and help them out like yeah you'll give them a dollar but that's not going to help anyone yes it's a charitable act but even if it's a small charitable act it's still a charitable act but you only do it when the cameras are on and you will you'll see like youtubers there used to be a trend i'm not sure if it's a thing anymore because i'm not really up to date with anything but people would like basically give homeless people money or they would give them uh like food and like feed a lot of them but they would do it once on camera and that was it they would never help another soul after that and it's really sickening to see that people would rather watch themselves starve and we're just going through time hurtling to our eventual death as a species and death as a planet because we're destroying everything. So if there is an afterlife, if there is what comes after death, whether we were entities, energy hurling through space or we're on the back of a UFO, on the back of an asteroid, we'll, we'll, um, I hope we change. I hope we, our reckoning will come and we will understand the difference, the change we need to make before it's too late. That's, it's just sickening to see how destructive and how much pain and agony we have put our human species through over time. And I hope they will end up changing. And that's all for today. I'll uh, see you guys in a bit. Once I do my research, elevator music, go. Hey guys, so I am back after doing some research on space, time, and death. And it's a lot of research because I apparently didn't realize how large of a topic I decided to cover in my previous session recording and I am I'm stuck at the old desk again it's very uncomfortable and I can't get this chair out of here so I'm in a very short chair and I'm a very short person so I'm almost standing to reach the mic right now but so we're gonna obviously start with time and then we will end up going to space and Finally, we will be going into the afterlife of a few different religions, and I, I'm honestly very intrigued by this topic. So this is just the um, start of me describe. I'm going to describe time for, well, a di uh, I'm going to do time, um, a definition, there we go. I'm going to have a definition, sort of, of time, what, I, what time is theoretically. Time is a necessary parameter in order to describe observed changes in three-dimensional space. And then there's a lot of formulas, which I'm not going into. If there were no observable changes in the XYZ contour map of the world, including us as contours also, there would be no time parametrization needed. These changes are an experimental fact, and to start with, the day and night clock was used to define the parameter. Clocks can be anything that consistently reproduces periodically the same for a specific location slash point. This is a classical time. So basically, classical time is like trees changing season or 
mountains when it snows or when it uh, rains during like uh, in Africa whenever they get different seasons it'll rain during certain seasons it'll I don't think it snows in Africa well I know the rains come down in Africa though but that's a different story <laughs> but then I've got another a much shorter definition but a much I feel like it's a much more concise definition than the one I've just read the time is the dimension on which the evolution of state of a system is allowed to occur which I think that's just a really interesting way to look at time because it's true time is just how things evolve it's really hard to say like describe what it is without using a word that just that you have to understand what time is or have like a basic understanding to understand what it means like I would have like I would have just said like evolution over a period of something but a period you'd have to know what a time is a time period and stuff like that but we sense an arrow or direction of time and even a causation he said because our minds add a subjective ingredient to reality so that we are projecting onto the world the temporal perspective that we have as agents in this environment think of the block universe which is supported by einstein's theory of relativity as a four-dimensional space-time structure where time is like space and that every event has its own coordinates or dress in space-time time is tenseless all points equally real so that future and past are no less than the present so basically everything is the same it's on the same block there is no past or future there's only now because everything is happening now even as that and I will get into that more when we get into uh, space and the uh, universe theories but we can portray our reality as either a three-dimensional place where stuff happens over time said Massachusetts Institute of Technology physicist Max Tegmark or as a four-dimensional place where nothing happens that's the block universe theory and if it really is the second picture then change really is an illusion because there's nothing that's changing it's all just there past present and future space is a zone that occurs above the planet oh this is sorry I just completely spaced <laughs> this is the definition of space now spit oh, I lost where I was space is a zone that occurs above the planet where there is no appreciable air to breathe or to scatter light in space a zone a space that area ah, that area blue gives away to black because oxygen molecules are not in enough abundance to make the sky blue the universe is all of space and time and their contents including planets stars galaxy and all other forms of matter and energy while the spatial size of the entire universe is still unknown it is possible to it is possible to measure the observable universe so basically as I was saying previously you can measure space but it's just a lot of theoretical um, theoretical guessing it's a lot of guessing on how the sciences worked and all of that fun stuff but no one knows exactly how big space is the difficulty arises because of what we can see in our detectors we measure long distances in space in light years, representing the distance it takes for light to travel in a year, roughly 5.8 trillion miles, or 9.3 trillion kilometers if you are from the UK or you know anywhere that doesn't use or uses the metric system, 
instead of whatever Americans use because it's ridiculous. From light that is visible in our telescopes, we have charted galaxies reaching almost as far back as the Big Bang, which is to thought have started our universe 13.7 billion years ago. This means we can see into space at a distance of almost 3.17 billion light years. However, astronomers are not sure if our universe is the only universe that exists. This means that space could be a lot bigger than it appears to us. I will get into that with my uh, with the uh, my different theories of space time in a bit. Actually, I think I'm about to get into it. Basically, is our universe unique from science fiction to science fact? There is a concept that suggests that there could be other universes besides our own, where all the choices you made in the life in this life played out in an alternate in alternative realities. The concept is known as a parallel universe and is a facet of the astronomy astronomical theory of the multiverse around 13.7 billion years ago simply speaking everything we know of in the cosmos was an infinite infinitesimal singularity then according to the big bang theory some unknown trigger caused it to expand and inflate in three-dimensional space as the immense energy of this initial expansion cooled light began to shine through Eventually, the small particles began to form into the larger pieces of matter we know today, such as galaxies, stars, and planets. We don't know what the shape of space-time is exactly. One prominent theory is that it is flat and goes on forever. This would present the possibility of many universes being out there, but with that topic in mind, it's possible that, many, that universes can start repeating themselves. That's because particles can only be put together in so many ways more about than that in a moment. And I honestly really, I, I believe that uh, theory is one of the more crucial, one of the more possible theories is that uh, our space time is just flat and everything is repeating. That there is a universe where every possibility has ha that could happen or has happened will ha or everything that could happen will happen has happened basically that everything everything exists as is like it's uh it could be a different it's just the there's a uh, there's a numerous amount of possibilities like the universe could have been uh everyone wears a cowboy hat or something like that because that was on rick and morty that's an easy that's like just a simple parallel universe where the only difference is everyone's just wearing a hat. Or I decided to, instead of wearing my blue hoodie, I would wear my, I would have just worn like my ramen noodle hoodie. It's just simple changes, simple, simple, ano simple anom anomalies that have changed in our universe. So maybe the South won the Civil War and everyone's racist ticks right now. It's just differences that can be major or they can be just ma menial just small changes but um parallel universes and last but not least as the idea of parallel universes going back to the idea that space-time is flat the number of possible particle configurations in multiple universes would be limited to 10 the 10 square root of 10 to the square root of 122 distinct possibilities to be exact so that's a numerous number i can't even begin to try to do that or comprehend that number because that is extremely an extremely large number 
To be exact, so with an infinite number of cosmic patches, the particle arrangements within them must repeat infinitely, many times over. This means there are infinitely many parallel universes, cosmic patches exactly the same as ours, containing someone exactly like you, as well as patches that differed by just one particle's position, patches that differ by two particles' positions, and so on down to patches that are totally different from ours. And now I am, so that's just the parallel universes theory, theories that I've uh, just wanted to talk about and go in because I got into those a little bit in the previous section of my podcast and I just thought that was just a really interesting thing to go on about. But now I'm going to talk about different religions afterlifes. Well, I'm not necessarily going to talk about them. I'm just going to go into a little bit of each because that's uh, how I described it in my last pod or my the earlier section of this. Jeez, I'm losing track of time. But the first is the many planes of death or the many planes of existence of the dead for the Vikings. Basically, everyone knows Valhalla, which is the most famous of dwelling places of the dead. The Old Norse Valhalla, or Valhol, the Hall of the Fallen. The resplendent hall of the god Odin, those chosen by Odin and his Valkyries, lived there as celebrated heroes until they are called upon to fight by Odin's side in the doomed battle at Ragnarok, the downfall of the gods and the rest of the universe. That's just some, that's like base lore everyone knows in that uh, sort of mythology. But the goddess Freya is said to welcome some of the dead into her hall, Folkvang, Old Norse Folkvanger, the field of the people, or the field of warriors. Unfortunately, Folkvang is mentioned so sparsely in sources that we today don't have any idea what it is thought to be like. But that's just so everyone understands Valhalla because that it's the one that everyone, like, that's the most commonly... Um, fantasized, uh, mythologized piece of information we have about Viking dead, but there's uh, so many more, because those who died at sea, not an uncommon way to go in a seafaring culture like that of the Vikings, are ground, or yeah, are sometimes, but not always, said to be taken to the underwater abode of the giantess Ran. That's all the real information I have on that one, because like I said, it's scientists or mythologists like these they want the facts I will be giving the links at the end of my episode like I do have been doing recently but the afterlife world to which the dead are most commonly portrayed as going is are, as going is hell which is h-e-l not h-e-l-l a world beneath the ground presided over by a goddess who is also named hell h-e-l in addition to this comp or conception of a general underworld people from particular families and localities are sometimes depicted as remaining together in a particular place close to where they lived while they were alive underneath a specific mountain for example so that's just a really interesting way to look at it is that when you die you do uh, go underground but you stay where you lived long enough or lived most of your life and similar things like that the Islamic understanding of death represents a dr dramatic shift from pre-Islamic Arabia in the pre-Islamic world. There was a notion of fate, what time, dar, also known as zaman or al-ayam, the days. Being the determining agent of a person's life and death, 
This is reflected in the Quran, in which the pre-Islamic Arabs say, er, there is nothing but our life in this world. We live and we die, and nothing destroys us but time. And I think that's an amazing, that's just an amazing way to look at everything in life. And that's just a really interesting concept that the only factor is time. But you see, even if time is our perception, our a notion that isn't actually real, that aging is an illusion, this religion bides their time just simply by time. And that's what determines when they will die, is just their time. That's sort of like um, if you've seen a lot of Grim Reaper type uh, death scenarios, there's always an hourglass, and that's kind of what it's lived by. But... Um, the, to this, Muhammad is commanded to say, It is God who gives you life, causes you to die, then gathers you together for the day of resurrection, of which there is no doubt. The modern understanding of death and dying has also changed. In the pre-modern world, the majority of people died at home, and so family members, by necessity, had to be familiar with the rituals surrounding death in the modern world. The majority of people die in hospitals or institutions, creating a distance from traditional rituals. And that's really interesting how they have changed so much just by this basis of necessity and change in our pre in our in our worlds, the way we've changed over time. I think it's really interesting. I more of so believe with the pre-Islamic uh, understanding of death. Because it's a much more graspable, a much more interesting concept of death and afterlife. But for the Christians, eternal faith uh, in God and pious behavior during life leads to the soul's resurrection into heaven and the afterlife. Their beliefs emphasize forgiveness, repentance, and judgment after death. If people have properly repented their sins to God, their souls will spend eternally eternity in heaven but those who have led a sinful life with no repentance may be sent to hell now the key word in that phrase or in that uh in that uh, piece i just read is properly properly repented their sins to god now you see i've got a problem with that because there shouldn't be a proper repentance you should be able to uh forgive yourself mainly but if you ask for forgiveness from a higher power that is your concern but i feel like if you are mournful if you repent your sins in any form if you repent the problems you have done if you repent the if you feel bad if you feel morally wronged and morally unapproving of what you have done in the past or what you are forced to do in the present even if you have are planning to do it if you feel morally objectified and morally distraught just if you feel sorry if you want to forgive yourself and you ask the people you've wronged for forgiveness I feel as if you should be allowed in the afterlife now Catholicism has a very similar very similar um, denotation to Christianity except the one difference that I found that well not the one difference there's several differences small differences between each of these religions but the biggest difference I found so basically these are I'm gonna give you the this is from uscatholic.org 
And so that's like the official site, I'm, I think. I'm not 100% sure. But in 2008, Pew reported that 84% of Catholics surveyed believe that many religions can lead to salvation, the highest of all Christian denominations. And nearly 9 out of 10 of those specifically cited at least one non-Christian religious group capable of doing so. But I think that is amazing. If you, they're basically saying, if you beg for forgiveness, if you believe in one God, you will go to heaven. You are capable of going to heaven. And I think that's amazing. Like, so basically, Islamic groups are capable of going to heaven. Christian groups are going to heaven. They all believe in one God. They all believe in basically the same God. They just have different ways of worshiping them. But if you beg for forgiveness, if you forgive, you will go to heaven. You have salvation in the afterlife. No matter who you are, no matter what you believe, you will have forgiveness as long as you repent and pray. And I think that's a very that's a very good way to look at it. That's a very meaningful way to look at your repentance and your salvation. Like, that is just, if you believe you should have forgiveness, you, there's no specific way to worship your gods. I mean, there is, but the Catholicism says as long as you repent and ask for forgiveness then you will be saved and i think that's a very good way to look at it so this is all the time i have for today seeing as how i've gone i've taken up enough of your time and this is going to be i mean it's not hard to edit but it's this is a lot of audio file so i will now read off where i've got these if you're interested in finding out about them i will just read the base um the base uh, site I got it from and the articles because I got a lot of these articles from one site well not a lot of them a few of them mainly the ones related to space and time but physicsstackexchange.com uh, I used the article what is the good definition of time which is basically a question board where I got my first definition of time and my second which is a really interesting way to look at these things but I got a lot of articles from space.com, which is a, a science article where uh, people are published. And I'm going to go off what these are all called. The first article is The Illusion of Time. The second article is What is Space? The third, Multiple Universes, Five Theories, which is basically a list of the multiple universes. But it's uh, I also got the same information from parallel universes which is another article i believe one of those two goes into more detail than the other but they both have the similar information and where i got the um greek uh not the greek cheese i'm going way off here where i got the uh viking uh, lore from is norsemythology.org death and the afterlife concepts and where i got christian afterlife the basis for that is maa.missouri.edu gallery Christian Afterlife and where I got um, I believe the uh, Christ, or the Islamic uh, information oxfordbibliographies.com and I don't have a, the rest of that it's just a bunch of letters and numbers for the ending of the Islamic site so I can't exactly give that title I mean yeah you don't want to be here for that but where I got the Catholic information was from was from uscatholic.org slash church slash scripture and theology, which was published in 2009, What's After Life. And if you enjoyed this podcast, I would, approve, or I would appreciate if you leaving a like, 
uh, subscribing and joining next time. I will see you guys next episode, obviously. Uh, have a good day or night whenever you're listening to this. I'll, well, that's it. See you guys. Thank you.